Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 488. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from his pickup truck. Yes, that's right. His F-350 black Ford pickup truck, because I've been kicked out of my office again. So I'm in my, my office away from office, got my Bluetooth hooked up, got my phone, my iPad, pad of paper here, everything's happy. I got my office set up here in my truck. Uh, sad as it is that I have been uh, kicked out again, and uh, actually Charles and Will both say that the sound has never been better on my phone. So uh, maybe we'll just keep coming out to the truck, firing it up and letting it idle for two hours while we talk to you coming alive from Merritt, British Columbia. Okay, so there's a lot that's happened lately in the CFL, and it's kind of bizarre. Um, we had an accepted offer. Um it, 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 the agreement on the CBA, the the executives loved it. The um, the players reps loved it. They took it to membership, and the mer- membership basically flipped them the bird. So, uh, wow, that's kind of harsh. I kind of don't understand this one. So, um, I don't know. Let's just open up the phone lines. We're going to talk to Will and Charles because that's who's online. Rudy is in some butt fuck northern manitoba or something somewhere um and uh some hunting lot i don't know what he does it's kind of bizarre but anyhow uh rudy's not with us um we do have a special guest that was supposed to come on and i haven't confirmed with him because i've been busy as hell and i haven't talked to him yet reached out to him so i'm going to do that but first i just want to introduce the guy so that they can talk while i do some work trying to get our special guest involved here so uh welcome to the show will how are you doing I'm good. I uh, I'm sitting here just trying to decide or waiting to hear if I'm going to a football game on Saturday afternoon. Wouldn't that be lovely, the, eh? And that's the only thing on my mind right now, to be honest with you, because uh, I'd like to do that. I just don't know if it's going to happen. So. Yeah. Um. I I. You know what? In any strike, and I've told you this before, everybody loses. Owners, players, yep. whatever. And they'll never make it up. And, and I mean, I don't think they're that far apart, but like, like we were talking about earlier, somebody, one side doesn't want to blink. And, and I read an article well, today, well, I read an article today that Randy Ambrosi says, if this offer is not accepted, this could go for a long time. If they if they lose okay. the revenue from the exhibition games, there's going to be an issue. So, I don't know. So, here, here's one of my – before we get into this, let's introduce Charles. Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing all right. Uh, kind of annoyed like Will is, but other than that, you know – 
same old, same old. Uh, yeah, I know you've taken this, this. This is a real personal issue for you, and I, I appreciate you coming on board and uh, sharing with us uh, tonight on what's going on with the CBA yep. because uh, I, I know it's, it's it's really upset you, and uh, and I appreciate that, my friend. And I'm sorry yep. that it has. But, you know, I, none of us have control over this, and none of us have no, any say true. in it. Okay, so it's it's not any anybody on this podcast's fault. Um, yet we'll see, we'll see what we do. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. Okay, we had an agreement. There was a CBA in place, a negotiated CBA in place with the uh, CFL, the league, and the CFL PA, uh, the executive branch of the PA. I negotiated this, and then it was agreed upon by the players' reps, and they took it to the membership for a vote. There was a vote, and it was voted down. It was turned down. Okay? Now, part of this agreement was that they added an extra national to the ratio but created a, a naturalized Canadian being an American who has been in the league for at least five years and on the same team or on the same team for three years. Am I correct so far? That is correct, yes. Yes. Okay, now the, the, the uh, league has given them back a final offer, quote, quote unquote, final offer, and which has not only taken away that eighth na- uh, national position, but also taking away the seventh position. So there will only be six Canadians on, starting Canadians on the lineup. And the league says, take this or fuck off. Well, it just, it's six, and then they still left in the one national that can be a, a naturalized American. So it's still seven. Oh, they Technically, it's still, it's still seven national spots, but one of them can be. Doesn't mean it will be, but one of them can be a nationalized American. Okay. See, so that's different than what I thought. I didn't know that they, they so, left in that yeah, nationalized Canadian yeah. position. So, wait a minute then. I have a question. Okay. If, if earlier, the, the first, the agreement we were talking about, if they were adding, sort of adding a national player, and they rejected that, and then the new contracts, they're saying, fuck you, to the extra national player, and they want one more. So why didn't they accept the first offer? The, we what don't I heard was the sticking point. Well, what I heard that the main sticking point, there were two main sticking points why it got rejected. The first one was this uh, second rule that was going to allow up to three more national uh, nationalized or naturalized Americans who could be considered Canadians that could play up to 49% of a game. So the Canadian, the the actual Canadian would still play the majority of the game, at least 51%. But you could use uh, up to three more national, which I I honestly thought was a good thing because then in the case of a, an in-game injury and stuff like that, it made it easier on the coaches to be able to replace that player because he doesn't have to worry about who's a, uh, 
a national and who's not a national and, um, uh, you know, uh, do I have to take somebody else out? But apparently the PA didn't like that rule. Uh, they were upset with it. So they said, no, we're not going to agree to that. And to their credit, the league has now taken that clause and that rule away. The other thing that was the main sticking point um, for a lot of the players, and depending on who you talk to, this might have been even more important to a lot of players in the ratio, because this actually can affect both American and Canadian players, is that there was no, quote, ratification bonus offered to the players. In other words, a bonus, money, um, to vote to ratify the deal, or as I call it, a bribe. Um, I mean, in real, in, in practical terms, that's what it is, but whatever. I mean, apparently, it's, uh, from what I've heard, it's done in other labor negotiations, so what, whatever. And uh, apparently, so the league has now offered that. The league has added that. Has added yes, a million correct. dollars or something like that. Okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So hang on before you go any further. Before you go any further, I want to point out that a ratification bonus is a normal thing in the negotiations of a collective bargaining agreement. Okay. Okay. However, however, that is usually done to make the deal acceptable. Okay. Not brought back after you have an agreement saying we want more. So okay. the the players players association agreed to this collective bargaining agreement without a ratification bonus. Okay? Uh-huh. And then the players rejected it. Okay? So that is not something you go back to the well looking for more afterwards. You've already got a deal that is fair for both sides because it was agreed to by both sides and now they want more. Yeah. That, I mean, that that I never even heard this even being talked about before. But then, but no. then I've heard today that the big that the big sticking point with the new one is once again they're fucking with the ratio and and they they want nothing to do with that. So yeah, so. well, they, I, I just we're going to talk about the ratio in a bit. This person says this, this person says that. Who really knows? Some right. of this is like Absolutely. speculation and so on, I'm sure. But and, I mean, and trying to and trying 100%. to find new trying to find new news today is like pulling teeth. Okay? But again that well, might be a and good thing. Good. And that's good. Yes. 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 Because if you it don't is. see the two sides bickering, bickering back and forth online together, it means that, well, I was going to say that they're probably talking. Well, we now know they're talking because it's been reported recently that right. they're still talking. And right before they got the last the um, um, uh, last week, the one that failed, they actually, it yeah. was the same way. It went very quiet on social media. So we'll see. They've set a deadline yeah. for midnight Eastern tomorrow, which is, just a little under 25 hours. So the clock's ticking, folks. Yep. Hopefully they have a sleepless night. And I I really don't care. All I want is football. Huh. You know what? I've supported the players for 30, 40 years. 
I've supported the CFL for 30, 40 years. Just give me some fucking football. That's all I care about. And you all, and they all make more than enough. They all make, they make better than average livings. Okay. I'm sorry. They do. So that's just me. Okay. I am uh, dialing in our special guest right now. I've been talking to him online while you guys were chatting. And uh, when he comes on board, I will bring him in line. Okay. Hopefully everything works and Blog Talk doesn't shit the bed. Oh, it's always a... uh... It's always a, um, an adventure with Concern. Block Talk. So. Yes, yep. it is. Okay. Uh, o- online with me now is uh, former BC Lions kicker Paul McCallum. Good evening, Paul. How are Hello. you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, this is Christopher that's talking right now. We also have uh, Will McDonald and Charles Cliff online with us today. Hey, guys. Hi, Paul. Hello, Paul. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. So, uh, how, how, how's the conversation going so far? <laughs> What's it about? Well, it, it, it's all about the CBA right now and everything that's happening. I mean, we just started at 8 o'clock. So, uh, sorry for not getting you online earlier. But the conversation really hasn't done anything over than going over the history of what has just happened and what's transpired and what's possible going forward. And, uh, yeah, okay. So, I mean, right now we're at a, a, a standstill between the PA and the, the league. Uh, basically, the ratio is the issue, the main issue, I think. And okay. they've dropped, the league has dropped one of the um, national players because they originally had agreed to eight, one of them being a naturalized Canadian, being an American that's been in the league for five years or on the same team for three. And they have now dropped it from that to seven uh, uh, Canadian nationals, which is prior, but they're now requesting one of them to be a naturalized American or naturalized Canadian, sorry. Canadian. So, so, and so this basically has basically been an out. They've given a, the, the PA an ultimatum. Okay. You know, and, and, I, and I think to myself, um, there, there, there was, I don't know how many years ago, a CBA. Oh, sorry. I do remember now. I just remembered when we were bringing the U S teams into the league. Um, there was, I believe there was nine starting Canadians and, uh, you know, the, the, the league as a whole was in financial trouble. And in order to bring in the American teams, you know, um, the, the, the American teams were allowed to play with all Americans because of their labor laws down there. Um, and uh, so, you know, it was one of the things that the league had said back then, look, you know, why don't we uh, do this? We'll, we'll drop from nine to seven. Uh, and then the next CBA, we'll, we'll give you your two back. But by then, you know, hopefully things will be better financially for the league and everything else. And, you know, Obviously, we didn't want to do that back then, but, you know, in order to get the cash that we needed to, to help save the league, we did that. Um, so, you know, that's we gave that up. 
Um, and, and since then, we've been playing with seven starting Canadians. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where, I mean, I, I disagree with, you know, yourself, Chris, when it comes to the whole thing about uh, just open it up and uh, let the let the, the best players play because there's there's a lot more to that than just letting the 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 best players play uh, i'm not going to give you names i'm not going to give you uh specifics but i think you'll understand what i mean is when you've got a limited budget of you know five million and i think uh, the last one that i was affiliated with was like 3.9 or something like that or i can't i can't remember right now exactly but you know, there was a general manager who I remember saying, okay, well, I've got an all-star who's made a lot of money and uh, he's Canadian, but I've got an American that will play for half that price. And I think, and I think I can get by with him. And that's, that. that's, you know, so you got the economics of it as well. So, and that's just one example. I mean, it's, it's, it's happened many times where, you know, it, it, it's not necessarily the best players playing, but it's it's the you know it's it's a money issue. Now, when but, you have the Canadians, should it be the best players but, playing? Well, you know what? I agree with you, but in a sense, it's the Canadian Football League, and we're so far behind the Americans. It's not even close. It's not. It's not fair. I mean. When when you uh, talk about um, you know some of the the Canadians that are playing in the NFL, you know where did they go to school? Where did they get their coaching? Where did they get their training? Where did they get you know that that advantage? Um, you know if you're if you're to get a, a group of Canadian, get the Vanier Cup, get the Vanier Cup winning team, and play against some of the American teams, what do you think would happen? They get I mean, it's just it gets steamrolled. Oh, okay, so I mean, so so you need to you need to have well, sorry. Then another thing would be if you had a CFL Grey Cup winning team play against the national champion U.S. college team, what do you think would happen? Mm, that's debatable because the, not even close. Not even yeah. playing college and playing pro. Yeah, and, and you're only talking about fully that. developed, fully developed adults. A lot of them against guys that are still in some of them are still in their teens, and so I think that's a bit of a different, different animal. Well, my point, my point, my point is, it, it takes a little while to develop. Okay, so we're we're a lot further behind. So the jump from CIS Canadian football to U.S. football to the CFL, it's a jump. Right. So agreed. I mean, agreed. We all agree. So, 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 so I, I think, you know, you, it's a Canadian Football League. We would like to have Canadian players playing in it, because um, if if not, then, you know, if you if you want to do the whole thing of put the best players out on the field and that's all there is to it, then you might as well just take the the C off and add an end to it because. You've got 300 and something million Americans and, you know, whatever it is, 40 uh, Canadians. And of, uh, and that's just a number. 
when it comes to the population. It's not including how many colleges there is. I think there's probably more colleges in the state of Texas than all of Canada. I mean, there it's, is. It's not even close. So, you know, it's, it's our little, it's our little here, thing up here. here. Do, you honestly, do you honestly believe that the Canadians are not good enough to play in this league? Um, no, that's I'm what saying. You just told me. No, no. What I told you was there's not enough of us. Well, there's, there's not, not enough, enough of us, us to make 21 per team. I agree. That's right. But that's well, but there but there shouldn't be 21 Canadians on a team. Why why is that number there? It's very arbitrary, in my opinion. I mean, there well, are Canadians uh, in the NFL because they're good enough to be there. Well, they're not good enough to be. They're not good enough to be in the NFL, but they're good enough to be up here, right? There's also there's also One, players up here that have played up here. They've gotten good up here, and then off they go back to the to the NFL. You've got uh, Cam Wake, you've got uh, Jeff Garcia, uh, you've got Doug Flutie, uh, you've got um, there's a bunch of um, there's the uh, the old lineman that was in Calgary for a while. Uh, there's a, an American. Was it Bruce Covington, uh, what's the sec- uh, Coving- Covington's son? Um, I think he played Manitoba. I mean, you know, there's there are a few of them that have played up here that have gone down uh, from straight from college. Like what? Maybe a handful that I can think of. But um, you've also got the Americans that just come up here and use it as a stepping stone to go down there. Um, is that is that a is that a good thing? I think. In the short term, no, I think it'd be nice if those type of players would stay up here for, you know, three years and then go down because you also have to have to have some continuity with teams. So the players going back and forth uh, from club to club when they've only got one-year contracts, I don't like that, but I do know why they do that. Okay, so this can, that that problem can be rectified with a rookie contract being three years. It yeah, doesn't have okay, to be rectified I, with, with with a, a ratio. Okay, true, and I guess this is this is why you know I wanted to come on here to explain to you. Mm-hmm. Three-year contracts aren't worth the paper they're written on when it comes to the clubs, because you know I can't count how many times uh, players would come up to me and say, I signed a three-year deal. I did really well in the first year. And then the second year uh, they decide to go get a, a, another player and they have to, they have to pay him a lot of money. So I either have to take a pay cut or move. And the, the um, negotiations that you get are, well, I'm going to offer you 10 or $12,000 a year less uh, to stay here. But you know what? If you want, you can move somewhere else, and you're gonna to have to pay to move. It's gonna cost you about twelve grand to move, so you might as well stay for less. Right. And, and so, so in this so, latest CBA, the players negotiated fifty percent guaranteed contract in the third year. Now, yes, granted, that again? is if they get to the third year. Yeah. Well, exactly. Exactly. There you go. You answered your own question. Oh, it, yeah. No, I, I know. I, I understand. And, but, I mean, that is a good thing. But um, we, we need to find another solution to this problem. Uh, and one of the issues that I have 
passionate about this is that there's a lot of players in the CFL that wouldn't be in the CFL right now if it wasn't for the ratio. And we're talking about all-stars like Andrew Harris, okay? And That's right. I, I 100% agree with you that Andrew Harris would have never made the CFL without the ratio, and but he wouldn't have even made it with the ratio if for some reason Wally Buono didn't fall in love with him. Because Wally went to the wall for that guy. And, and not many people ever stick coming out of junior football. No, and you know, you're absolutely right. And the other thing on top of that is a lot of the American coaches don't even look at Canadian players. So when you, when you have an American player that's played at a major college come up here, which I've seen and, you know, isn't necessarily as good as a Canadian that's got a lot of heart and just works. Um, because a lot of Americans, when they first come up here, it's kind of like, well, I guess I'll go up there because I don't have another choice. And then when they come up here, they think it's a joke until they get their asses handed to them. So, you know, Andrew Harris, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's, there's more than a few Andrew Harris's that, uh, you know, have uh, worked their way from the practice roster on up. Mm-hmm. So if there wasn't if there wasn't a practice so, roster, I wouldn't have been here either. Is there a way in which that we can do this? Now, this was a suggestion to me today, is that instead of forcing a team... Hang on. Will, is that your phone making noise, or has somebody got some background noise happening here? It's not me. I don't know. Okay. Anyhow, um, is there a, a way in which we can resolve this in a different way than forcing a team to hold Canadians on the roster? Can we, you know how when uh, you have training camp and you bring in some of the university students to, to, to participate in the training camp, can we not uh-huh. have a separate section of Canadians that are off the roster that are, are, are working to work their way up? so that they can do we this? Do. As we opposed we to, do already. It's a practice roster. Well, we have a practice roster, but let's expand the practice roster and dump the ratio. No. Can't you, okay? You, you and and, and have, or have a ratio on the practice roster. They do. <laughs> they do. They in, do. In a I sense, understand they do. that. Well, 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 well the, see, see, here's the thing, the problem. The ratio affects everything on down the line. So when they're doing their rosters, you're going to have, you know, if you have a Canadian, okay, for example, Winnipeg, when you have uh, Andrew Harris as a starting running back and he goes down, you know, um, then they're going to have to make a switch. So, for example, Andrew Harris, Canadian running back, they can dress an extra, an extra American O-lineman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right, he's a racial and then, He's a racial breaker. But the problem with that is um, you, ha- you have to have the backup, whether it's a Canadian running back for him or a American or a Canadian O-lineman. So you've got you, you to gotta do replace. that. So, to replace him. So it, it's one of those things where it's a good problem to have and sometimes it's not a good problem to have. I mean, I think Winnipeg last year uh, had a really good Canadian replacement running back for him when he would go down. Yeah. And, uh, so had, I, and that's two. why, yeah. So that's why they got two actually. Yeah. That's right. So that's why he's, he's gone now because 
they're making a heck of a lot. Of, he was making a lot of money, and there, there again, Chris, you know, would you rather have Andrew, or are you going to go play with these younger, cheaper guys? So that's what that's why Andrew became, but, you know, expendable. This, this entire game is about younger, cheaper, faster. Yeah. Ask Jesus. And the younger, yeah, cheaper guys in this kid. But, but, but are they better? That there you go back to are they better? Right. So for example, well, it, Wally, Wally. But Bono nobody plays forever, like, regardless of well, except you and Lou. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, but okay, well, this is the example I was going to give you. I was brought into Wally's office. Wally told me um, in 2012. He said, "Paul, um, I'm going to cut your salary in half. I'm going to give Sean White your job, and uh, if he makes a mistake, then I'll put you back in." And I said to him, "Okay, uh, so Fuck I'm losing my job." I, well, no, no, I said, "So I'm losing my job. I'm losing my money." And Sean, you're gambling with Sean because Sean hadn't played, you know, um, a full season back then. Mm-hmm. And and he said, well, yeah. yeah. I, I, he said, you know, I, I've got to I've got to put him in at some time. And I said, well, when I started, I had to I had to you know pay my dues and, and I had to go in and compete for my job. And uh, he said, yeah. And I said, well, let's Sean and I will go to training camp and we'll see who wins. And he said, well, no, we're not going to do that because I know you're going to win. But, um, you know, I'm going to have to play him sometime. I said, well, that's what, that's what practice is for. That's what training camp is for. You have to go in and win your job and, and everything else, right? And, you know, he's a, of the opinion, well, no, I'll just put him in and see what happens. So you tell me that you, the best people should play that's what you're saying, but the reality is that's not always the case. From from no, even even even, even with, with the ratio. And Travis Pardon me. The same thing happened with Jonathan Jennings and Travis Lule. Right there, you go. Wally anointed Jonathan Jennings the starter when Lule was still there. Yeah, yeah, but the only right. thing I'm going to say here, though, is that it just doesn't see. It seems to me. That um, um, that's not really a thing that has the ra- the ratio though, because you can have the same situation with two Canadian players, or it's the same situation like in the case of Lule and Jennings, two American players. So that's not really a a, a, a byproduct a of the ratio. Well, it, it, well, what that's I'm, just what my point. My point. To, well, that's my point. My point to Chris is that's your, your, his argument is well, shouldn't the best players play? And meaning, get rid of the ratio and have the best players play. And I'm saying, even if you get rid of the ratio, your argument doesn't stand because not always the same players or the best players play. So well, I'm I saying think- we need. To, I'm saying we need to have time for the Canadians to progress. So that so that we can we can bring them up to speed because I think they do have the talent they just haven't had the time to mature and get the same type of coaching. You're you're not going to get any arguments from anybody on here. The only thing that we're going to tell you is is that the job of a professional league to babysit these players until they're capable of competing on an equal level? 
Should this not be done in a semi-pro league or in a off-roster, practice-roster position or something other than the actual professional well, league? There's where well, our problem well, okay. lies. Okay, well, it's not, it's, it's not a problem. It's just the way if – you, if you look at all these other professional leagues, they have, they have a, um, uh, a system in order to bring these young, talented players up. You have like in Europeans. You have in European soccer. You have it where it's the first team and the second team, and then they bring them up. Right. They put them down. In hockey, they bring them up. They put them down. In baseball, they bring them up. They put yeah. them. Down. I mean, it's, okay. But we're talking the CFL, where we don't have we don't have um, the ability. We don't we don't have that ability for one reason and one reason only, which is money. So we're doing the best we can with what we have still maintaining right you know being able to have canadians be able to do this right um and and i think that this is not a it's not it's it's not a it's not as big a deal as i think everyone's making it because this from now how do i put it not from now but um more so now than ever we have way more talented canadian players around we do that's why we I have to right. protect them because those players Pardon are going to get in. Yeah, they will get in. And, and so what I'm saying is that I, I think that the argument that comes from, and it, all it is is the American coaches, by the way, which is they want to play an American. They're like, well, this is stupid. We, just need, we don't need to have, have uh, this, this ratio thing because you're coming from U.S. college or the States where, you know, they can just pick and choose whoever they want. But, you know, when it comes to playing offense or defense, they got to juggle Canadians and things like that, and it's a pain in their ass. But, but it's it, sorry, and, it, sorry, and it's, you have to it's agree, it is. It, whatever, you it's just, it's just a different part of our manager in the CFL harder than any other sport. Well, I wouldn't say that. It's got it's got its challenges like every other place. Of, of course, it does. But you know what I mean? It makes our game different. I mean, how many times have I heard, you know, you missed a field goal? Why did you get a point? Um, and I'm like, well, it's oh, just the fuck. way our don't, game don't is. Don't get me going on the rouge. Okay, we protect the rouge here, okay? It's, well, it's a well, valuable well, part of our game. Exactly, because it's part of the game, right? And and, yeah. and and so when I talk about that, I say, well, it comes down to the whole um, strategic way of playing it, right? And I think um, I remember Doug Flutie when he went from Toronto down to Buffalo and he was uh, asked questions about, from the reporter about, you know, how, how do you think you're going to be able to come to the NFL and handle zone defenses? And he said, well, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked. And he said that the NFL takes a lot of their game from the CFL and what they do up here. He said, you know, he's been dealing with zone defenses for three or four years already. And he said, and on top of that, i got to deal with another defensive back. So he goes, I think I'll be fine. Um, so I think anyone that, oh, yeah, well, absolutely. And I think that a lot of, um, a lot of Americans don't consider our game professional. And until you hear people like Cam Wake or Doug Flutie that go down there and, and, uh, tell them, or Joe you have Biden. a Ricky Williams. Yeah. You have huh? a Ricky Williams that comes up here and, you know, he didn't tear it up. Um, you know, he, he, He's explaining it's a different game. In the NFL, when he was running, everything that he was worried about was in front of him. 
you know, our field is so wide and so big that he's more now worrying about guys coming at him from the side. So, yeah. you know, there's so many different aspects to our game that I, I want to keep. And, you know, having young Canadians grow up in, in high school and college that, you know, don't necessarily have a chance to make the NFL, but they may have a chance to make the CFL. And they still would. Um, not not without not without time. No, they wouldn't, Chris. Not 100. percent They wouldn't. So then there's a, there's yeah. got to be a way in which to make that good. Now here I, I, have, I have to come up at you from a different angle here, and it's just this: Do you agree that the CFL is in decline? That the attendance right across the league is going down, and has been for a while. I will I will 100 percent agree with that, and I'll also add to that: Go look at every other sports organization in the world, and their attendance is down. Called COVID. Well, no, even before COVID, oh, even before COVID, the CFL was in yeah. trouble. Okay. Now, you, if you look at the stands, which I'm sure you have over, over the years, the majority of yep. the fans in CFL games are of, we're going to use, of an older state. Okay. I'm 60 years old. So is Will. Uh, Charles has just turned 40. Um, and a young pup in this regard. The majority of the C- CFL fans are aging. And we're really having a problem bringing younger fans in. Okay? And I've yeah, talked agree. to a lot of people. I've, I've talked to a lot of millennials. I've talked to a lot of people in their 20s and 30s. And I asked them why they are such hardcore NFL fans and not CFL fans. And their answer every single time is because CFL is second-rate football. They don't let the best players play. Now, we cannot change that mentality from them, regardless of how much marketing we do, how much we tell them that this is a more exciting game, and it is, without question, it's a more exciting game. It's just not playing, being played by the best players they could play. Okay, and I think, I don't know if you, I mentioned this to you. Okay, well, when, when you say that, I think to myself, how many people watch U.S. college in Canada? Right, so I, I don't agree okay. with the the analogy of it's the actual players because, um, you know, like I said, if, if the CFL team was to play a U.S. college, would kill them. So, I mean, yep. does that mean that right? And agree, are all better? but U.S. college football has the best players playing that are available to them. It's still not as good as the CFL right. players. Yeah. Okay. So you can so so to your argument, sorry Chris, to your argument, we have the best players available to us with because we have a ratio. <laughs> it, it 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 it's one of those things that do you, do you follow racing, like car racing at all, or or motorcycle motorcycle racing I, or anything like that? Um, I don't because, follow it, but I own a race car. Here's 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 the, the way I look at it. You can watch Formula One. You can watch NASCAR. And those are the premium of the you know best of the best. But you know what? Right. I would prob- probably tell you that, you know, some locals that are in whatever state, you know, in the Midwest where racing is huge, that those guys there probably have just as a, of, a, of a, an exciting story to tell you about a race at a local track of two of guys bumping and grinding, right? So, I mean... 
it's it it is what it is. You've got they're not as good as Formula One or NASCAR, but it's just good and entertaining sport. And when you talk about the young kids that are you know not following it, they're doing the NFL. Th- those are those are kids that you know they're watching you know the the guys because they're getting you know Tom Brady's getting thirty million dollars. He's never televised a game in his life. You know that's a huge story. Um, you've got Odell Beckham uh, Jr. He's I've seen his backward catch he's made a hundred times, but I can tell you what I've seen I've seen I've seen a, a guy in practice make that up here. I mean it's how much hype and how much TV um, the mar- the marketing does it as well. Uh, all of the merchandise, mm-hmm. you know, like you look at the Seahawks merchandise. Uh, their clothing, their colors, they're they're awesome. Um, and then, well, I don't even know where the hell you buy a BC Lion um, apparel. It's it's terrible. It's hard. Trust me, it's hard. Okay. Yeah, it's just for the record here, you know that I am a diehard BC Lions fan. I yeah. I have been since 1971, and I will die a BC Lions fan. There there's no other team in the world for me. I don't watch any other sport but CFL. And Charles mm-hmm. on here is also a huge BC Lions fan, season tickle the holder, yep. and has been for many years and everything else. So we, we're both we're, we're kindred spirits in that aspect of things, okay? We are CFL fans, do or die. Okay? Yep. Now, in, in doing that, qualifying that, I, and I, I believe you living in Surrey and playing for the Lions, you can, I, can we call you a BC Lions fan, or are you still yep. got yep. some rider in you? No, no. Oh, okay. I, well, I retired a line, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did, brother. Okay. Um, who's the best receiver on the BC Lions last year? Well, I'm assuming it was Burnham, but I didn't watch a lot of it, um, to be honest, because I've been busy he, working. He was, um, if he, he, he was the second he highest was, receiver in the CFL last year. Brian Burnham was number two. Okay. Now, okay. now here's, the, here, here's, here's something that I'm going to – throw at you okay okay who's the most who's the most marketed bc line player on the team last year lucky whitehead why because he had pizzazz yep okay and what did he have pizzazz because okay. his hair was pink i don't know man that bothered me um, I just wanted to cut it so, off. So here, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. And, and, and you know what? I've even told, I told Neil McAvoy this. I sent him a text message because I was pissed off. I went to, one of the games I went to last year. Lucky Whitehead was not playing. Okay, I've never met him. I heard, okay. I heard nothing but good thing, good things about him. Right. So this isn't this. It's not really a slight on him, but it's more of a thing for the for the team, which is. He's standing on the sideline wearing a hat with a fan on top of it because he wasn't. Yes. He, he was he was injured. He was on the sideline, and you know some of the other players were were you know wearing their. Someone was wearing street clothes. And I think they were up sweat up above his knees. And and I was mad because I'm like, well, this is a club that I played for. It's a professional organization. And I, I don't know what you call it—a dunce cap with a with a fan on it, like a baseball cap with a you know a twirly fan on the top of it, like with, with a propeller. It was a propeller. Yeah. Propeller. Exactly. Exactly. So, so you know what? He's got pizzazz. He's got character. He's an individual, and you know, good for him. But when you come to work, 
even though you're not playing, and this is like I said, this is not on him because he's allowed to do this, right? Right. Um, yes. You know, there's 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 things like that. So, but I I like I, I know Brian. I know him well. Played with him for a while. He's not he's not a pizzazzy type of guy. He comes, he works hard, he does his job, and he's very good at it. And uh-huh. you know, like why why are you not marketing him? Why are they not? Why are they not taking? You know, the guys that have personality. I get it. I mean, but like for example, uh, Carl Kidd, very good personality, amazing teammate, um, and great player, right? Amazing um, player. You know. Yeah. Yep. So, so you know, there again, I'm just getting back to marketing. You know, why are you not marketing your stars? Why is it that oh, you're, you're promoting? You know, sure, I'm not saying don't promote Lucky, you know, because he's a fan favorite, because he has a personality. But Brian is the, the the guy that, you know, you should be, in my opinion, you know, he's the one that's doing, bringing in all the numbers. Well, okay. Lucky okay. might have had pretty I, close I, I, numbers last year, too. Very close. And he missed a couple okay. games because he broke his hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like I said, I'm not taking anything so, away from him. I'm, I'm just saying if, if Burnham, Burnham's up there, um, like I said, I don't know where I don't know where Lucky was, but but uh, it's marketing. It's marketing. It, well, then it, it, in the that, league, you know? Brian Burnham was number two, and Lucky Whitehead yeah. was number four. On in the league, okay. we had the two top receivers yeah. in the league. Now, here's where my question comes to you: Who was the uh-huh. highest paid BC Lions receiver last year? Um, if it wasn't Lucky. Um... Brian Burnham? Wouldn't you think that he would be? No, I wouldn't think he would be because um, because of what I said to you earlier. Um, because he, I think he tested the free agent market, and then it came down to well, you can go somewhere else and you can make more, but you got to pay to go there. Um, so if it wasn't, hold on, you know who I think it was? Was it Durant? Was it, was it him? It was Lamar Durant. Lamar Durant. Yep. Yeah. And how do you yeah. how? Do you justify that? Well, you because need to have a starting well, Canadian. Yep. Hold That's on. The second. only reason That's... because you have to pay more to keep your starting Canadians, and that's the ratio coming back and biting us in the ass right here. How is it biting you? Okay. Well, hold on. If you say it's biting your ass, how much do you think a quarterback's making this year? Uh, your, our quarterback's not making very much in his second year of his contract. <laughs> uh, he's not uh, making very much at all. Uh, no. But no. he's going to make a I mean, shitload if he actually does well. Okay. Well, there's another thing, and I've said this many times. And don't get me wrong. I've never begrudged anybody for making money. But if you look Correct. at this league, okay, um, how do you have – head coaches and general managers making more than their star players. The same way that you have the manager, uh, the president of uh, BC ferries making more than any of the people that work for the company. No, 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 we're not. Well, okay. You can't. Okay. Well, I've had that discussion with before. Are we comparing professional sports or are we comparing business? Any professional sport. You know, go find me a general manager, a head coach, making more than their star player. Any sport. Any sport. 
Can you think of any? I can't. Okay, no. so why is the money not put into the players? That's because there's, there's, a, more, well, there's so, there's so, yeah, so many more. So you don't see the, I mean, the, the salary cap is the salary cap. You can't create. You can't change that. Was Travis Lule not making more than uh, Rick Campbell last year? Or not Travis Lule? Sorry, uh, Mike Mike Riley. Um, that that year he was yeah, but I can tell you I can tell you many okay. more years of, uh, that uh, no no. Why? Well, think we, um, we, you think Mazzoli, we know that nobody was Mazzoli? making more than Wally. <laughs> well, that's not we true know either, nobody was for the, most, for, for, the, for the most part. But 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 regardless, I just look at the business models um, sometimes, and I just don't don't quite understand. You know, I always used to ju- ju- joke with Wally. I said, Wally, nobody comes to watch you, right? But but in a fun type of way, but. Uh, uh, it, it, and that was when yeah. I was joking with him about my contract, not anybody else's. Um, it was funny so, to watch him squint. Well, poor guy needs glasses. It's okay. He's got them now. <laughs> no, he sh- should have wore them. Well, no, actually, I think he, I think, in, in fairness to Wally, he, I believe he had an issue with dry eyes. That's why. I mean, he, you know, he's not going to go tell everybody it, that. It, but it, 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 it's just a joke, and I, I, I love the man, okay? Yeah, yeah. So I've got nothing yeah. bad to say about him. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, there's so many things, and, and, and I don't usually go and talk about this type of stuff. I just let the fans go and, and have, their, have their way um, because, you know, that's what you do, and it's, it's something to talk about and all the rest of it. But... It, it it does bother me a bit when we start talking about the ratio because I wouldn't be where I am today without one, and either with Andrew Harris, and either with a lot of players who just needed time to to um, grow and mature uh, because of the ratio. And we're in Canada, and it's a Canadian game, and we're talking about having Canadians. You know, like the the the. Um, but there, there's a the lot American- of things that make this like a different game. Than, than having Canadian players, the waggle, the rouge, the larger field, the 12th man. There's a lot of things that make this a more exciting game. And then we've got the Canadians that come in and are not quite, as you put it, the same quality of player as the Americans coming out of college. To begin so with. we've taken a step well, backwards by having the ratio. To begin with. In the law, yeah, but to begin you know, with, great. I agree. Uh, but I'm talking about, but, but it's I'm still at the detriment the of the game. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, it no, is. I, 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 I disagree. Um, I mean, there's, 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 there, there's, there's ways of, of uh, using the Canadians and playing with the Canadians and certain things. And the other thing is, the Canadians, you know, have have more of a, an understanding concept of the game, which which also makes a difference. Um, like I was saying, having having a, an American come up here, whether it's an offensive lineman or defensive lineman, that's a huge difference. That that uh, yard it's, off the ball. It's a different game. We're not arguing. Exactly. It's a, it's a different game. Okay. Yeah. So and not all I mean, players. I all not all American players are suited for the Canadian game. Nope. Okay. We we prove that by having a plethora of major names coming up from the U.S and not sticking in Canada, actually looking like fools, because they're just not, they can't adapt to our game, or their their body style or their play style isn't this freewheeling game, where there's a lot of Americans down there that don't get the opportunity to play in the NFL, because 
they're not suited for that game. They're more suited for the CFL game. Yeah. The other thing that, that you're not even um, thinking of when it comes to that is you're going to get um, a big, huge six foot six American who looks like an Adonis um, come up here who struggles with that yard off the ball. But I'm going to tell you right now, that American coach will keep him in there and say, oh, no, he'll get it, he'll get it. Whereas you're going to have a Canadian who will be better than him right off the hop, and he won't, he won't get that opportunity because, because it's an American coach. And, you know, the, the, uh, the American that, oh, he's got a way bigger upside. Once he, once he grasps the game, you know, look out because he's bigger, he's stronger, for, for whatever reason, right? So having, having the, the Canadian. I pray for the day we get Rob, uh, Rob Murphy back in, this, in, in B.C., no, that okay. won't happen. He's 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 a fireman in Florida. He's doing okay. Oh, I'm not talking no, about him mean, particularly. Uh, Rob Murphy, just somebody type. like him. Oh, oh, oh yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. Okay, I well, pray for the I day mean, we I, get a Rob Murphy and Jason Amenez back in our team because those um, guys were like uh, it was a gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I'll I'll do without Jason Jimenez. I'm good without that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just an attitude, but. Which I think what you're saying he's is pretty you good on that, that right that side. A, you want you want someone nasty. Yeah, he ended a, he ended a poor man's career. Yeah. So, yeah, not a fan. I I understand that, and and I respect that. And uh, but you need somebody big, mean, and nasty out there. And as a Canadian, we're generally not that way. We're too nice and polite <laughs> and apathetic. Yeah, we're nice okay? people. I want a yeah, badass American on my left tackle protecting my no, quarterback's no, blind no. side. You trying to tell me you don't know any um, honorary Canadians, um, country guys? Come on, I can tell you. I mean, I am, I they, am one. I am well, one. Well, there you go. It's got nothing to do with your nationality. <laughs> yeah, that's just you know. There's not many. There's not you know, not many of them um, like Rob Murphy. That's for sure. But I know what you're saying. I had always wondered, uh, rather than having a ratio and so on, couldn't we do uh, give other types of incentives for teams to use Canadian players? Maybe take a portion of their salary and not count it against the cap or something like that. You're still giving teams an incentive to have Canadian players in there. But, uh, you know, it's still a, a different way of doing it. What's your purpose, though? I don't understand your purpose by just saying if you you don't make their contract count against the cap, I don't get that. Well, then okay, you so can bring in Canadian players. There's in the salary cap. Right. There's $5.6 million in the cap, and, and it's allocated towards the players as it is. Now, if we put 10 Canadians on, on the team, on the roster – at, at $80,000 a piece, only $40,000 of their salary goes towards the cap. That means there's $400,000 to buy a Jason, Mur- uh, a Rob Murphy, or bring up a better quarterback or bring up somebody else. You've got that extra 400000 towards the cap that you can overpay uh, a better player to get them into the Well, 
Well, basically what you're saying in essence is then you're going to spend, you're still going to have to spend, if you're, if you're, if you have a cap and you're saying 400,000 of it doesn't count, that's just an extra $400,000 that the owner's going to have to pay over and above the cap. So why don't you just, instead of doing that, why don't you just say every team, here's your cap, but you're allowed to, you're, you're, um, you're allowed to go out and uh, get one player that doesn't count against the cap and go get some guy you want to pin million dollars Right. To. I mean, a marquee player is a different story. What we're talking about is this way you can have 10 Canadians on the roster, you've increased your salary cap. If you, you, if you choose, if you're an American like Chris Jones, okay, and, and just for the record, Chris Jones is a coach in Edmonton, Christopher Jones is a podcasting BC Lions fan, but that's that's just so that you know that one. Okay. Um, Chris Jones will never look at the Canadians because of that, because he's an American, he's an arrogant American. And uh, Mm -hmm. so he's not going to take advantage of that 50% thing where Rick Campbell, who is a Canadian, I believe, um, may take advantage of Uh, that situation and put a couple extra Canadians on his team and uh, and and get the extra money to to put towards a better player or players. Well, here's the problem. Um, you're you're looking to help the situation to make it work, and all the coaches don't give a shit. So they'll I'm look at to, some way I'm to circumvent. I'm trying circum- to make a compromise. I understand the coaches understand. don't give a shit. Um, well, that's why that's why we that's why that's why right now. Um, the CBA is if they're stuck on the the ratio, that's why, because the coaches, right? The coaches are saying they don't want um, as many Canadians. And and then and the other thing is when they and, and the other thing is when you do that, okay, um, you're going to get a bunch. You're going to get you're going to they're going to save money as well. They're going to save money because yeah, you're you don't very have to you're, overpay you're, the because, Okay, be, because, but see, you look at it from a detriment, whereas it's an actual, it, it's actually helps the Americans. Because do you not think Brian Burnham's going to go? Wait a minute, you're paying him 150 grand. Okay, well I'm the star receiver on the team, right? So if because if you were paying Durant, say 150 grand. And you're paying Lucky Smith, you know, a hundred. Brian Burnham's not going to get a hundred and eighty thousand. He'll get a hundred and ten. So having that Canadian make that money brings up the salaries for everybody. Because when the Canadian starting offensive lineman's making a hundred and twenty, how much do you think Rob Murphy's going to make? Yeah, he, he was making two. Okay, if Rob Murphy's making two, why do you think that is? Because mm-hmm. if 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 Angus Reed is because making... he's the meanest son of a bitch in the t- league. No, 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 no. This is this is, and I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's the exact point. Is is you know what? Yeah, you want Rob Murphy, um, but if um, Kelly Bates, if Kelly Bates is making 110 grand. You're sure as shit know that Rob Murphy is going to make more than Kelly Bates, but 
if you, you increase the roster, guess what? Now you're not going to have a Kelly Bates. You're going to have an American. And Well, that's right. There's 10 times more the American. So that American O'Lyman is going to make 80 grand and Rob Murphy will make 100. Because if you don't, Rob Murphy's going to not be there and we'll go get another American who will play for 100. Well, so the, see, so the, the Canadian CFL, we have a salary cap, right? We also uh-huh. it has a ceiling. You're all, you have to you can't pay more, spend more than five hundred five point six million dollars. But you, you also we less. also have a floor. You cannot go under four point six million. Okay, well that's right. Nice jump. Okay, that's right. There's a floor there. Right. And if you open it up, so I guarantee if, you. If you'd every be team at the floor. plays to the floor, if everybody plays pays to the floor. Somebody out there, like Chris Jones in Edmonton, is going to pay, play, pay to the ceiling to get that advantage. And then all the salaries all the way across the, the league are going to go back up to the ceiling. You won't, no, but you won't Because somebody to. always is to... going to take advantage, want, wants to push the edge of the envelope to win. And that's Chris Jones. Uh-huh. And he is the one that's going to ram salaries up in this league far more than any Canadian ever will. Yeah, uh, and once so, one starts doing it, no. they're all going to mimic it. Because they all no, win. I, yeah, I, trust me. Okay, well, who's the winningest coach in CFL history? Wally. Who's number Wally two? Well, Don Matthews. Okay. Don okay, Matthews. And I can, okay, and I and I and I know how Wally, how Wally ran his business, and I'm telling you right now, no. If you he if you had cheap. no ratio, if you had no ratio, Wally would have pr- spent four point six. Well, he did most years. Mm, no, I don't know about that, but uh, that's well, no, why he no, prepaid no. bonuses so that he would get himself up over that floor. No, he I, didn't. I'm play a student pre- of the CFL. I don't follow players. I don't give a shit about the players. No offense. I don't mean that in a bad way. I follow the business side of football. I I love what the managers do. I love the sal. I wish all of the salaries were out on the table so that we could watch them. I, I'd love to see all the penalties, the fines, everything out on the floor. I want to know what the dollar amounts are. That's where I get my passion from in this league. And it, this league is not transparent, although they try to claim they are. Um, no, they're not. I've, I've followed well, Wally's career. He is so close to the floor every single year and he actually prepays his bonuses from next year to get himself up so he doesn't get penalized. Yeah, um, I know what you're talking about, but I'm going to tell you right now, you're talking about 60 to 80 grand. Well, you're, you're what, talking what the hell about, did, uh, talking about the Riders got fined for being 2500 over the cap? It's yep. still cheating. No, no, no. no, no, no. What, what, I'm, what I'm referring to is he would he – would, um, how do I explain it? He wouldn't spend all of his money, so he would have money left over. And then what he would do is he would use that money to sign players at the end of the season for players Correct. that he knew he was going to get back next year. And he would give them some yep. of the money that he had so that the next season he could go out and get somebody else. Correct. So it's very so, but business. we're not talking. But we're not talking. We're not talking like a hundred thousand dollars left. So he wasn't at the bottom. No, but he's, he might have had a huh? talking about a hundred okay. grand though, Chris. Like not you make going from four point six to five point whatever. Like no, he didn't. 
he didn't have, you know, like, you know, 600000 or $800,000. No, not even close. There's no way he would have competed with that budget. So, um, you know, yeah, the, 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 the model of what you're talking about of what he would do, yes, but your, your dollars are way off. Okay. So, but, uh, again... Again, I think the point the point is when you have somebody like Durant, which you, know, you brought it to my attention, which is true, I remember that. You know, if if Durant wasn't making that money, uh, and he was making eighty thousand or ninety thousand, uh, you know, you're going to have Burnham is not going to be making all of that because he'll just they'll just go get somebody else. I mean. They always used to joke, Americans are dime a dozen. Wally would say that. Well, and, and they are. Uh, We're not arguing with that's that. Will, that's Will's well, favorite thing. You know what? Since, yeah. since we're on Lamar Durant, since we're on Lamar Durant, I have one question. Explain to me, and you can explain this from a different viewpoint because we don't know about how do they justify paying that guy the most money as a receiver in B.C.? When he's never he's never had he's had one season where he's been over 800 yards or been over his the top he's ever been is 800 yards and he's never been over 500 yards in any of the other seasons. How does how well, do they justify paying him the most amount of money? Well, you got to go talk to Wally or Neil. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, but I, I'm just I'm just I'm just curious. I mean, I know. I know quarterbacks get the top dollars, and then everybody else gets the rest. But I, I just don't get the part where he makes the he most amount been, of money. And he may have been he may have been the best Canadian receiver receiver available at the time. I don't know. Um, okay. You know, I don't follow it enough um, to 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 do that, but. If I was to to be on top of everything, then I could probably tell you, um, because it's it's you know the players they they look at each other and what what the guy's making in his position. You know, like when my contract was up, I would I would uh, you know if I if I was you know in 2011 I had a great career season, so you know I looked at all of the other kickers and you know how much are they making, and that's how I would gauge myself. Um, right. You know, which makes and sense. and then, which which yeah makes sense. Now, being a Canadian, um, being a Canadian receiver, his contract's up. You know, if he had maybe the best season of his career, and he's a free agent, and and some other Canadian on another team that was you know, like Brad Sinopoli, whoever you want to talk about. Um, right. And he looked at, he compared himself to that person, and you know maybe that's how he got what he got. Um, wow. But but you that can't compare said, that being, but that, I was going to say, if around. that's the case, he sucked somebody in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, it was the best sales job of the century. It was the best. But that being said, my, my 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 question my question would be, um, okay. Uh, if he was to get that 150, where is he now, Durant? He's in he's, he's uh, in Hamilton, I think. No, Hamilton. He's, he's a free agent. Is he in Hamilton? No, he signed no, no. somewhere. I no, he I believe he signed, signed in Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, he signed, he signed in, in Hamilton. 
Okay, so I mean, to your to your comment, um, do you remember a kicker, Andrew DeAngelis? Yep, he was in Calgary for a while. I yep. always used to joke. Yeah, I, I always him. used to. I always used to joke around with the guys in Calgary. It was Mark McLaughlin, it was Tony Martino, um, yep. with it, uh, Sandro, and um, the guys there now. I always used to joke and say, you, you guys should be leading the league every single year to kick in, in Calgary because the air is so thin, the ball travels, and everything else. Well, I always used to tell Sandro the same thing and just say, you know, you'd be lucky that you're playing here because I never thought his leg was that strong. And uh, he went and signed in Hamilton, and he signed for hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Right. He was making he was making sixty thousand dollars more than I was. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. I think he only. I think he. I think he. That was his. That was. That was it. That was his year. So he got all that money, and you know he might have played another year and a half, two years. That was it. Right. So when you go, we'll when we'll you go, if you want to talk about Wally, when, you know, you got to be careful. You don't price yourself out of a job, too. So, right. You know. And I, 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 I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Calgary fan, Paul, so I, I, I know all about chief general managers. Just talk, talk about Huff for a little while, okay? Because he's yep. come out in public and said, if you're the best if you're the best player at your position in the CFL, you're not going to play in Calgary if you expect to get the most amount of money. Okay? Yep. It's just there you the go. way they operate. It's just the way they operate. But I, I had another question for you, and I've been quiet for an hour because I've been listening. Believe it or not, Christopher, I've been listening. That's all I've been doing. I haven't been talking you, or anything. You didn't fall um, asleep? I'm impressed. No, I didn't fall asleep because I was listening to what Paul had to say because Paul – was a professional football player, and he knows things that we don't. So my question for I you, know. Paul, is you, you mentioned that if it wasn't for the ratio, you probably would have never been in the CFL. Is that correct? Uh-huh. You did say that, right? Why is yeah, that? Yeah, I did. Why, because why, why I came do you out think of, that? Because, because I was a soccer player, okay, who but, I had never, never punted a ball in my life. You know, um, you know, I played junior football, and you know, basically, I had a strong leg, and I could just muscle the ball, and it was ugly, and it would go, and um, I never, never had. I, well, I can. There's, there's no kicking coaches in Canada still, still. Okay. Okay. So I can tell you, you played all. I, you played all your minor football in Canada, did you? Yeah, and I played three years of junior football. That's it. That's it. Okay. Right. It. That's it. That's it. I. I I came out of high school. I went to Europe to play professional soccer. I came home. I went down to a local park where the junior Surrey Rams were playing. Their kicker quit. The coach told me to go get my soccer cleats. I came down. I played the last six games of their eight-game season, and the BC Lions asked me to come out and practice with them the last two weeks of their season in 1990. Okay. And uh, so I was there with, what, Gastineau and Doug Flutie and, Everything else in, in Louis and uh, wow, you know they saw they saw that I had a really strong leg and they signed me to go to training camp the next year. I didn't know any different. I signed to go to training camp with Louis. Uh, I was there in Kelowna for three weeks, um, and uh, 
after training camp, I, I went and I, I said to the Lions, look, you know, I think I can do this um, from seeing what I'm seeing. You know, I was wondering if you could help me go on as a walk-on down to, you know, University of Washington. And he's like, uh, no, we can't because you're professional now. And I'm like, you paid me $3 a day for three weeks, two weeks, whatever it was. And they go, yeah, you're ineligible now. Sorry. So yeah, well, I would, I, I would, I would practice. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. I would have, I would well well believe it or not there were some guys junior guys that did the same thing but they ended up going to junior college uh, and then they went to you know a major NCAA college when they were ineligible and they never got caught <laughs> right but anyway okay um, so so I practiced on my own and uh, yeah and you know I got oppor- I got was given a chance. Okay, so so would you say when when you say we draft Canadians and and the guys who who get all their training in Canada, okay, would you yeah. say part of the problem is is the coaching in Canada is is not very good? Inadequate. It's inadequate. And, and, and you know what? And, it, and that's not taking away from the guys that are putting their heart and soul into it. There's just they. There's not enough, how do I put it, like, uh, you know, I'm not sure how they There's are. There's not right enough now. money. Well, well no, they don't have the resources. I mean, let's face it. There's high schools in Texas that have better stadiums than the ZFL. That's right, yeah. but let's face it. Let's face it. Where there's money, there's better training, okay? It's that simple, okay? Well, there's, there's I, more than I, just training. There's the videos. There's there's enough right, there's enough right. money to pay a professional guy to to cut down the game film so that the guys after they have their shower they go into their meetings and they can actually watch what their practice practice you know there's so much correct to and, it. and and the other the other thing is I mean I don't and correct me if I'm wrong at least in most of Canada high school co- football coaches don't get paid they're teachers right they're volunteers there you go. And and that's that's a lot of the problem in my mind. I mean, they even I, I remember reading an article when Chase Claypool went to Notre Dame, and they said he didn't have a lot of training, but he was a pure athlete, and that's what happens. Okay, so he got the training over that three or four years, and look at him now, right? Uh huh. So so once again, still my question is, that's our fault. So why why? And and I I I'm like Christopher. I I think purely from from a I I want the best product on the field. And I don't honestly, sorry, I don't care what they pay guys. I really don't. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I and I believe. I mean, what is it? What's the number, Christopher? I think every year twenty two thousand players graduate from NCAA schools. Is that correct? Something Division like that. A. Division one. Division eight. So there's a lot of guys out yeah. there that they could they could they could tap into and I think the product on the field would be better. Just just you know, from my standpoint, and if you go back you mentioned earlier the USF or the the US expansion, I mean what was it? Birmingham won in their was it the second year they played? They won the Great Cap? Baltimore. 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 And 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 they had all Americans, and I'm just yeah, but, just saying, man. But but they probably yes. had half their coaching staff was from the CFL. 
and knew the game. Correct. Right. Hundred percent. Right. That was the key thing. Absolutely. But once again, once again, how come? I mean, the majority of the coaches in the CFL are American, correct? Yeah. I think that's right. So, and that comes from that comes from they've had better training. In my mind, it's numbers. It's numbers. It's numbers. Right. Right. It's numbers. Think of it this way. Think think of it this way. Um, If you were to take a percentage and say that 5% of, you know, all football players are going to be just naturally more talented, okay? All right, well, do the numbers. 5% of of any number, I mean, when you're going, if you're looking at the difference between the the population of the U.S. and of Canada, we're just going to have any more there's that many more players in the states um that Absolutely. are just better so so you, we can't compete okay, okay. you're you're Bye correct right. now let's ask let's ask a question uh-huh. here it, the cfl okay. is not financially sound you you agree with that um, they, they haven't been for way? quite some some time they're stable but not sound based on what though well, the numbers are dropping. The teams, we, we, we currently are very uh, what's it, fortunate that we have owners for all of the teams, but that hasn't been all that long that it's been in that situation. Okay? Well, with uh, yeah, uh, no, what was suspect, going on in Montreal, other, what was going Okay. The other problem, so, though, is We need to this, improve the, the game. We, we need to improve the game, and – not necessarily the game itself, but we need to get greater exposure. Where's the largest fan base for football in the world? The largest. America. Yeah. Fan base. Okay. No, this, we can't di- dispute that. It's without question. It's, you know, 100 million people, maybe more. Okay. So they, very, they know very little about our game. And if they did, and if we have a lot of American fans on our Facebook group, Let's Talk CFL, and they love our game over any of their games because it's more exciting football, okay, to watch. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I, from what I've been told, it's more exciting to play. So we need to tap into that marketplace down there. If we drop, let's just hypothetically say, okay, I I know you're against this, but let's hypothetically say that we drop the ratio right across the league and open the market up to the most competitive players who can play the best and we produce a a better, more sophisticated product than we currently have, and we put one expansion team in America, the revenue that would come into this league would be astronomical. Um, okay. Um, I disagree. It would and be I'll massive. Why, I'll, I'll disagree, but go on. I'll, I'll explain why after you're done. Because we're because, calling it the Canadian Football League? No, because where does all the money from the states come from? It comes from it comes from TV, right? So and advertising and spon- sponsorship people. Yeah, well, advertising, sponsor. Yeah, so you tell me yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, what? What? Why? Why is a major company, corporation in the United States, going to spend any money marketing or advertising 
um, for one American team when when all of their you know the games are played in Canada, they're not getting business out of it. But they are. Which? How many American products are sold in Canada? Yes, the market's much smaller. But let's just hypothetically say the Americans are very competitive people everywhere in the world, regardless of what they are. If they had one sure. team in the Canadian Football League, they would support it. They, the amount of fans that would dive behind it. Baltimore still has fans, damn it. And they've been out of the league well, for 30 well, years. Yeah, well, you, you need to you – need to, if you're going to bring up Baltimore, you need to speak to the, the history of why that worked in Baltimore and what happened in Baltimore. For the same reason it would work in St. Louis right now. We put a team in St. Well, Louis right now. It, it is a blueprint from the Baltimore scenario. Okay, so now, all right, so now we're going to have one team playing with a full team of Americans, and you know the, the logistics of it and TSN and. Well, that's why I said we dumped the ratio right across the league, and then everybody's yeah. on the same playing field. Then it's You're competitive straight across the board. You're not also because not? you're also having Americans playing a game they've never played before. And it'd it be, took them be, two years like, in Baltimore what, to get what, used to it. With so a, a bunch of CFL coaches. I, right. Trust me, I played. So do I you think St. Louis South wouldn't take South. CFL coaches? Scott Milanovic, um, by Mark Tressman. Mark Tressman Mark would Tressman. be perfect in St. Louis right now. Yeah, I. I for one, for uh, I think I think everything you're you're talking about, you think is is to get rid of that. You think getting rid of the ratio is going to help, and it's it's no, it's not going mean, to hurt. It, it is going to hurt. I keep telling you, explain to you the money. The money will go down. The players, the players, these marquee players. Um, you know that are making the big money now. They're not. What are you going to? You're going to pay Lucky, uh, whatever. Lucky's making about what two fifty Canadian. Well, okay. How much taxes is he paying in Canada? And then knock off thirty percent on that. I mean, you know, and, and and he's not getting he's not getting beat up like a linebacker. So, I mean, you know, you're going to have these Americans that are dime a dozen. Uh, there, there, there's going to be playing for 75,000 Canadian. Oh shit, I'll give you 90 after taxes and after after they might as well go freaking work at McDonald's down there and not get beat up. I don't know, there's 10,000 so, players in the indoor league right now that would come up here and play for half our minimum wage because the the uh, passion for the football is to play. Yeah. I, no, I'm not it, saying it, that we should do that, but those those people are out there. They will come up here and play, and that they're not that much off the talent level. The, how do, are you kidding me? If they're if they're if they're that good, why are they not up here making more money then? Well, because it, it, we're, it, you know we can only take so many Americans in this league. We can only take so many Americans. We're only allowed but, but, so many. But but, but we're but taking the, the best other twenty-one yeah. per team is down there. They're there. But we're taking the best ones close. we can get. We're taking the best ones we can get right now. And if and uh, the, the what do you call it? Um, the ones that are down and playing that other league, you think they're any they're better? 
and making less money? I'm not Why saying they're they... better. I, I, I would say that they're better than a lot of the Canadians that we have on our roster. Okay, let's just say they are. You've already told me okay. that they were. Let's just say they are. So, but they're not, they're not better than the guys we have here. But you're telling me that you want to have the best players possible, but they wouldn't be better than the ones that the, Ameri- the, the Americans we already have. I'm not. I didn't, never said they would be. What's the matter with the Americans we have? There's, there's nothing. But what I'm saying is, you're saying open it up, and I'm saying, well, the Canadians need to have an opportunity because it's a Canadian game. I, I just, I just think that. But you know, the, by by butchering butchering the 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 league with all the Americans, it's going to drop the it's going to drop the uh, overall uh, salaries down. And you know, how are we going to how how are we ever going to have any Canadians think that? Oh, you know, I'm going to get an opportunity to do that. You don't have hope in hell when there's so many Americans, and you got American coaches. But there's Americans right now in the C- in the NFL. There will always be Americans in the CFL because they're good enough, the players. They're better than anybody else. Is there, is there 21 per team? No, there's not. Is there five per team? I don't know. I don't know what Canadians would make, that, make the CFL. But we will always have Canadians in the CFL because they're that guess, good of players. They're already in the guess, NFL making millions of dollars. Chase Claypool yeah. is an example. And Alex not, Singleton, but that's kind of not really a Canadian. Uh, well, that was either, was ben, either, either was Ben Cahoon a Canadian. <laughs> no. So, nope. so, I mean, no, I, exactly. And, and, but he was a tough uh, motherfucker, though. Yeah, he was. And, you know. He um, was one of, one of the best guys coming across the middle. Do you think that, uh, you know, this is, this is a great example. Do you think he was good enough to play in the NFL? Ben Cahoon? Who, Ben Cahoon? Yeah. No, I think he was too small. Holy yeah, smokes. Okay. okay, do you, you both you both are agreeing he's too small, right? Okay. Right. Who's the star receiver and the MVP in the NFL? The Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't follow that game. I only follow the CFL. Oh, Cooper Cup. I couldn't name you three teams down there. Yeah. Cooper Cup. Okay. How big do you think Cooper Cup is? Actually, he's also a small guy. That's a good point. Not really. And 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 the, the other thing is, um, it the NFL so stereotypical. You know, you you if you want to be a receiver, you got to be this big, got to run this fast. Yeah. Um, you know, you you wouldn't even get a sniff. In the olden days, uh, Cooper Cup, whatever the hell his name was, he wouldn't have he wouldn't even have gotten to training camp. But you know what? Somebody right. gave him a ch- somebody gave him a chance. Yeah, but so. you know it's the same thing. Adam Big Hill didn't fit the stereotypical linebacker of the NFL either, did he? Nope. Uh, what about uh, what's his name? Is Alex Singleton? The the the, the Think about that one. There, I mean, to me, that 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 is that epitomizes my my reasoning for the the whole CFL ratio. He went down there, and he was basically a backup. Then, uh, sorry, just a special teams player. Then he was a backup. He only got in the game because somebody got hurt. 
right? I think he was leading yeah. leading the tackles in the preseason, and he still didn't get to start. Okay, and then somebody got hurt, and they put him in, and now now he's a starting linebacker, and he led. I think he almost led the entire NFL. Okay, but I don't think he met the stereotypical NFL, you know, linebacker. So right, because this, because well, Philadelphia got rid of him this year, and now he's in Denver. So. This is a Canadian. This is he qualified as being a Canadian when he had never stepped foot in the country before, in his entire yeah, life was, until he are you, are you was sure, brought up to Calgary. Are you sure? I, I didn't know that. I thought he yeah, was. Yeah, his American mother was born yeah. in Canada and, and he, moved he to the U.S. Up. when she was little. He was a California yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, His mother was course, a, yeah. a Canadian when she was born, and she grew up in America because her parents went down to America, and she spent her high school in America and grew up there, married an American, had a baby. Alex Singleton is now a Canadian, according to our ratio, even though he, he, he never even knew that the country was up here, yeah, like most Americans. That's and a, that's, that's the a, thing with the, the, the ratio is that there's a lot of loopholes in it. Oh, yeah, I don't disagree with you there. I think it's a joke that they haven't been able to, you know, make that very simple. You know, so. you, the guy's born in Ethiopia, but he's a Canadian because he yeah. spent two years in high school here. Well, there again. And then went to the U.S. for college. But he spent two years in high school in Canada, so he's a Canadian. Yeah, well, I think what's his name? The the um, oh my goodness, the safety Canadian safety that we have. We brought him back. Um, I think he was born somewhere else too. He just went to Canadian high school. Oh no, then he went to. I think he went to the. Yeah, he was. In, I think he's from Abbotsford. What the hell is his name? I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, this is Charles's ball game. He knows all the players. I'm just trying to think. Uh, I know who you're talking. Bowl of combo. Yes, that's it. Correct. Anyway, you know, the funny thing is I've got Virgil Robertson, who I haven't spoken to in years from my 94 team, just texting me. So, anyway, guys, I'm going to have to go. So, I uh, enjoyed the conversation. Paul? And let me know. Call me back on. Yeah. I appreciate you coming online, and I appreciate you even more participating in the groups. It's really good to have you there. We don't always see eye to eye, but I do respect you. Yeah, right. Same here, Chris. Thanks very much. Okay, buddy. Have a great evening. Cheers. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Okay. He has dropped from the show. Anyhow, what do you guys think? Was it good? Well, he's got his perspective. Okay. Yeah. And we're never we're never gonna we're never gonna get him off his his perspective. Yeah, and okay. coming from the yeah. from a player's perspective too. He, I mean, yeah. I'm not surprised at what he was saying. I'm not surprised either, and I don't disagree with his perspective from where he's right. He's right. He's 100% correct, okay? Right. 
it doesn't mean it's it is cor- a correct perspective. No. Right? It doesn't mean that I agree with it, nor is it going to change my mind. I believe that we should be entitled to the best football available, and we currently we have the best rules, we have the best concept of the game, but we don't have the best players playing it. This game could improve if we changed, if we abolished the ratio, and I, I still will I'll hold that one forever. Yeah, but you know what? I understand his point. Yeah, but it's ahead, amazing Will. when when you when you try and take away one ratio spot, the the CFL CFLPA just goes nuts. and I think they're going to hold on to that for a long, long time. Well, and, and the whole thing is, is that they didn't even lose a roster spot; they actually gained one. No, because I know. let's just I hypothetically know. say that there was a okay. They had seven national players playing we added an eighth national player but it could be a naturalized canadian now what and you're only allowed to have one okay you're only allowed to have one naturalized canadian there on that position so let's say it's brian burnham and what if he gets injured you have to replace him with a canadian now there's eight canadians on the team you can't go changing naturalized canadians Correct. So it would be advantageous to the, the Canadians to have more players on the team. And they said, no, we don't like that. So I, I'm, I'm really having an issue with that. And I, and the other I thing probably too is that the, yeah, cause the deal, they, the deal they passed up, the one that they voted down it a couple sweet. days ago, and it guaranteed for seven naturalized or seven actual Canadian spots and 21 Canadian roster spots. So that didn't change from their previous uh, I mean it did add the eight, the uh, naturalized Canadian but they, their starting spots and their roster spots were completely unchanged. So I don't see right. how but the, I don't understand. The, the, I guess it's that 49% rule. I, it's the 49% well, see, rule that they had a problem. Which I really don't understand. Okay, but a lot of players, and I was talking to um, Colton Hunchuk's dad about this this week, a lot of players have clauses in their contracts that if they play over 50% of the plays, they get a bonus and yada, 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 yada. So I'm sure that has a lot to do with it because, I mean – if one guy has that clause in his contract, guaranteed you most of the guys have that clause in their contracts. You know what I mean? So, so I, 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 I do. That's, but so that's where you renegotiate your contract to say, okay, I need sure. 45% of the snaps, okay, not 51%. Yeah, but, because yeah, we know those but, Americans are going to get 49 snaps. We know they are. Yeah, but a lot of the times, okay, how many snaps you get is controlled by the coaches, and they're very aware yeah. – of these clauses, what they got to okay? pay, and right, and and let's and let's face it, one of the things that most people don't look at, and I know Christopher looks at it from this perspective, and so do I, is that this is a business, okay? Hell and yeah. Let's face it. Let's face it. You try and pay your employees the least amount of money you can, and get the most get a, amount of work from them. That right. is correct. Okay, and it's pretty basic all around the world that if 
someone tells you that's not how they do it, they're probably lying to you, okay? So or they're stupid. It's all, about, it's all about profit, okay? Let's face it. It's all about money, guys. And that's what it, this is. It's all about on. ROI, return on investment. Yep, for every absolutely. dollar I invest, what am I going to get back for it? It's about the ROI. So for every dollar I invest in a player, what do I get back for, from him? I want so many tackles, or I want so many catches, or I want so many touchdowns, or I want so many passing yards. How much money can I spend, the lowest amount of money that I can spend to get the highest results out of that? And Paul is not wrong that the coaches try to pay the least amount of money. I totally no, and completely not. disagree. I totally and completely disagree with him that not having Canadians in the league would bring the value down. I think then we would be trying to get that. coax better and better players out of America. Because right. we wouldn't be wasting money on inferior players. Right. And, and that was kind of my point that I made in there. Now, the one thing that we have never touched on, or we may have last week, is the fact that hmm. do you not think the ratio is discrimination? Yeah, we talked about we this. We did touch on you that. Some, yeah. you, you we talked talk about else. this. You now, called it, you call, what if you the American players else? right now boycotted the CFL because they're being discriminated against by the CFLPA? I don't. What if the American players right now took a stand and said, fuck it, we're not playing this year because you're discriminating against us by not allowing us to play in a free market. I know Simone Lawrence is somewhat pissed off. He's losing a paycheck because some Canadian got pissed off about his playing time. Right. Yep. And I, I don't blame him. So they file a discrimination cost. I mean, it, you know, let's have a ratio. We've got to have so many white guys on the team. Well, yeah. It's, and in my mind, it's the same thing. Okay? And, and we, can, we can take this back. We can take this back to hockey. And, okay, if we had to said no Americans, you know, no Europeans, just think of all the hockey players we would have missed. Okay? Yep. But it, 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 we would have had other leagues competing with us because there's great hockey players out there, and they're not all Canadian. Right. So, but here's the problem with that is, and I've had this argument with a couple people online lately, is the NF, NHL, the original yeah. NHL, the six teams, only two were Canadians. Yeah. You, you can't forget right. the Rangers, the Bruins, the Red Wings and right. the Blackhawks, okay? Right. There was four American right. teams and only two Canadian teams. So Correct. to deny Americans the right to play hockey, I, I, I don't see how that would have even yeah, been but, possible. Yeah, but, yeah, but during those six-team leagues, most of the hockey players were Canadian. Most of them were French. Right. They were Canadian, regardless. So, so yeah. but, yeah, and I mean... You know, I mean, there are other leagues. There are other leagues, uh, football leagues in the world that you're only allowed to have a certain amount of imports. Okay, of course. And I, 
I guess they're protecting jobs. The German league is like that. You're only allowed three imports on your team. Only three yeah, so the, in Germany. So the French league is like that. You're only allowed to have two international players on your team. So, But it's not – it's professional, but they, how much money do they make? It, it's not – a competitive it, I'm not going to say it's not competitive it's just not comparable a comparable league it's not of the quality of this it's like calling it looking at american indoor football and saying well it's the same as the yeah. nfl it's just indoor yeah no not quite and we're talking uh, most people would say that they consider the cfl the number 2 football league in the world so that well, puts it, it on a it whole is. different plane. Yeah. And that puts it on a whole different playing field than one. some of these other leagues. Yeah. You, you can't I mean, compare I, uh, the Canadian Football League to any European or Australian league. You just can't do it. No, because I, I – We play I've the same – we play football, and that's the only thing that's safe. I've watched two leagues from, this, from, from Europe in the last two years, and at the very best – it's it's high school football. Yeah, it okay. is. And and, and they but love they it. still get paid for it. They still get paid for it. So Yeah. So it's called professional football. Yeah. So I, I don't have a problem with that. I just uh, we don't have a CBA right now. We don't have a football season coming up. <sighs> Will you're not gonna be going to a game on Saturday. I, I would Shut up. bet money against yes, I it. Am. Well, we don't know yes, yet. I, I, would, I would bet money against it. Even if they ratified it uh, Friday, Thursday night, even if they agreed to it Thursday night, it still has to go to a member vote. They're not going to vote yeah, on I, it before they agree to it. Yeah, they, well, can get a vote fairly, Thursday. they can get a vote fairly quickly, though. We're 24 hours away from the deadline. Actually, we're 40 minutes shy of it. Okay? 9 o'clock on the West Coast is midnight on East, Eastern time zone. So we're 40 minutes less 24 hours. They're not going to be able to pull that off in, in that time period. It took them a week to get the vote ratified or, or <laughs> failed last time because the teams didn't all vote at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yes, they could rush this and be higher priority, but they're not going to get it to the point where uh, – I, I, personally, I don't think there's enough time right now to have a game on Saturday because of what you have to prepare for a game. Well, the thing is they're you still honestly practicing, can't though. They've do been preparing it. for it. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the concession stands. How do you go off and buy a whole pile of stuff for your concession stand not knowing there's a game or not? Yeah, mm-hmm. but Christopher, you understand the popcorn. How do you buy a million wieners? Christopher, the popcorn in Calgary is usually twenty years old. So <laughs> I, I understand that. Well, but you also have to you, you have to give me a, a little consideration on this being true. That you know, there's a lot of things that go into play to have a, an event this large, and it can't be decided in a 48-hour time period, which is Thursday would be 24 still, hours, 48 but hours. The yeah, yeah, but, that, they're, but they're also planning but, on it. They haven't stopped. But you also you can also plan these things. It's a lot easier to cancel these things than it is to plan them. Right. So, so I'm sure, because once again, they say 
They say they need um, – they don't have an agreement by Thursday. All the games are going to be canceled. So we shall see. Thursday night at midnight is actually Friday. Yeah, so. Technically, yeah. I. Uh, well, technically, it is. I don't know. I don't 12 know. I mean, is Friday. I just, I just, I'm, I'm so annoyed by this whole thing. It's not funny, so. It should never have gotten to this. Not even close. No. There should have never been a strike to begin with. They should have been able to figure this out two weeks ago. Well, they yeah, did. Well. They did. They they had a, a, a or they had an accepted agreement. <laughs> the CFL has now included a one million dollar ratification bonus to the players association as part of the new proposal. I can't believe they did that. Let's put it I, this I, way. <laughs> If they don't come to an agreement before the deadline, it's going to be ugly after that. It really is. Yeah. People oh, are going to start. People are going to start digging in their fucking heels and then look the fuck out. Okay. And 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 they're going to lose. They're all going to lose money, and we're probably not going to have a season. Okay. So, if the if the. Uh... Oh, I did this wrong. Hang on. Hang on a second. Time was a nine equals four hundred five dollars, but I thought it was one million. One million dollars, if it was divided equally amongst all players, and it should be, it should be. The rookies should get the same amount as the veterans. This one million dollars is going to turn out to twenty five hundred bucks. Less than twenty five hundred bucks. This whole fucking thing is for less than $2,500? I've got that in my wallet. We're having a football strike for 2500 bucks. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and that to me, I just... Okay, so... so it just seems... I would, I would say... Well, yeah, but I would say a lot of football players because they've been in university and then they start playing football, they don't have any concept of reality, of what real life is like. Okay? And I guess $2,500 for them is a lot of money. So I I spent that on shoes last month, so. Um, Yeah, it's ridiculous. It is. So, I literally spent I that know. much for tires last week. Right, absolutely. I mean, because we know we aren't talking about big dollars ever, because it's the CFL. Okay, you know they're talking. You know when they say they're going to increase their salary cap by two hundred thousand dollars, for example, a season. What is that? Two hundred thousand dollars divided by how many players? Fifty-three. Well, you know how many, I mean? how many players that... are there on the team? Well, we know there's 23. 20 I, went with, I went with 45. No, there's 53. Oh, okay. Well, my math's off then. Let me redo. You got a 53-man roster. Yeah. 
Okay, one million divided by fifty-three. No, oh, hang on. We did that wrong. Because it's not 53. It's 53 53 times 9. Oh, it's 477. Yeah. So 1 million divided by 477 equals 2,096 bucks. Basically $2,100. Yeah, 2,100 bucks. We have a strike because of 2,100 bucks. Maybe we and should have a, maybe we should start a charity and call it let's adopt a CFL player and see if we can raise enough money to give them each $2100 so they'll play fucking Well, football. I mean the league has agreed to pay it. Okay? I know. Agre- the league has agreed to pay this. You know when they said that they they wanted a ratification bonus, they didn't say what the ratification bonus was to be. They might have said this million dollars is is uh, insulting to them that they wanted ten million dollars. They want twenty grand yeah. each person. We don't know. Yeah, they get laughed at, but well, they're getting laughed at you now. See, I, 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 I feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, Christopher. Explain this to me. I can't get this out of my head, okay? Because I have certain thoughts on unions, and unions. They negotiate the contract for you, right? And then every but in this in this case it's not the same thing because the union negotiates the contract, but in reality the players negotiate their own contracts, right? The union Correct. doesn't say how much money the players get, okay? So why uh, is there even a they, fucking they say Go ahead. they negotiate how much the entire team has to spend which is what right. the salary cap is. They, they right. negotiate the health and welfare packages. They, dis, uh, you know, they, they, um, they negotiate the benefits and the playing time, and uh, you know, that sort of stuff is what they do, but they don't negotiate each player's contracts. They're not officially a union, in my opinion, and because of that, I, they're more of an association and which is what they call themselves, the CFL Players Association. But yeah. they, they, should not, they should not have the ability to strike. They're not a union. Right. So my question with that, my thing with that is all, the time, all of the time has been, why don't you guys grow a set of balls, you negotiate your own contracts, okay, and fuck the union. Well, we, we, I, the problem is I, I don't think disagree you with you, but I'm gonna, the problem that I have with that, Will, is I'm a realist, okay? I stand what you're saying, and I don't disagree with it, um, but realistically put, I don't think the players would be in the position that they are today bec- without the PA, I think the PA has done some good for the players, especially the younger ones and the, the not the stars, and because that's where the minimum wage comes from, that's where the benefits come from, that's where all of the other things have been negotiated with the PA, where 
a junior player right now, I will guarantee you I could go down into the indoor league and I could sign up, oh, 2,000 players to come up to Canada that will play for $1,000 a week, which is twice what they're getting paid down there at $400 a week. Yeah. Okay. So give them $1,000 a week, four grand a month, and, and room and board, and I, shit, I couldn't find enough buses. Right. Okay. So if, if they didn't have the union, if the PA wasn't there, then please tell me that the, the, the managers and the team owners wouldn't take advantage of that situation. Because I would. Okay, I would. Without a, in a heartbeat, I would. That's why we have rules about foreign workers coming in here and undercutting Canadian jobs. Okay? And I know that that's now, I'm, I'm putting, putting myself in the ratio position by protecting Canadian jobs where that's not what I'm trying to do. Because regardless of what it is, I can be replaced in my job if I had one. Uh, well, by an American, if he was better at the job than I am. Right. Okay? And, and that works and, vice versa. My cousin was one of the best engineers at UBC, and he got a job with Boeing and without hesitation because he was smarter than any of the American counterparts. Yeah. Okay? Well, no, and I, 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 I do it all the time because we've been trying we've been trying – to bring in foreign workers for about a year now, okay? But <laughs> some of the jobs you want them to do, you don't have to be overqualified. And once again, they expect us to go through half a dozen Canadians at a at a inflated rate, okay? And and mm-hmm. it's kind of bullshit because. I hire Canadians, and, and sorry, they suck. Okay? And right. Maybe, but it, it's different maybe, than trying to hire a bunch of Mexicans to pick watermelon. Right, than, but than maybe... Bringing maybe in scientists or, or skilled workers. Maybe Paul was talking about the same thing because he said we'd get cheaper Americans. Well, yeah, we probably would. And I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that because... You know what? I had two guys from Czechoslovakia working for me about four years ago, and they worked for me for two years. They had they had visiting visas or something or working visas. They were the best two labor guys I've ever had in my life. And yeah, I've tried to, I've tried I've tried to get them back, but the fucking hoops you got to jump through are ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, no, so, I, know, I know that. And but here's the problem that I have with Paul's p- position there is that okay, yeah, we could I could go down there and bring back busloads of Americans for a third or a tenth of the price of what we're paying them, but we still have a we still have a salary cap that has a floor. We still right. have a, a a negotiated minimum wage, which actually went up to seventy thousand from fifty six which I thought was right. huge, huge jump. Um, so yeah. we still have to pay them at least $70,000. Right. How is that going to drive the wages down? There's always going to be the Chris Jones that says, well, if I pay 
I got 53 people on the roster. If I pay 50 of them $70,000, I could pay three of them three million, a million, million and a half dollars each. You know what I mean? And he could go yep. down and, and hire some yep. fucking amazing players at a million bucks a year, which we can't currently do. Because nope. you have to have seven starting Canadians. And those Canadians, right. those seven starting Canadians, cost too much. Their their wages are inflated, overly inflated, because they are quality starter starting Canadians, or as best as we can find. And I, I yep. honestly believe that the league has a problem finding 21, or sorry, seven starting Canadians for nine teams. Oh, I guarantee you they I'm do. I'm pretty sure there's not... There's not 63 quality Canadian football players out there that would make this roster, regardless of whether or not the ratio was there. That's why Lamar Durant made so much money. Yeah, because he was a starting Canadian, and he couldn't lose him. I looked while we were talking to Paul, Paul, and he had one season where he had 880 yards receptions. And I think that was his last year in Calgary, or maybe it was his first year in BC. Every other season, he was below 500. But that's, you know, 800 yards is mediocre at best. Yes. You're not in the top 50 in the league. Nope. I I, I honestly, I don't know how it's possible that anybody can defend the ratio. And I know Paul believes, honestly believes that he, he we need it. And I have an intelligent reason to keep it. It doesn't make sense. Right. And I disagree uh-huh. with him saying that the wages across the league would go down. I think the, the play, yeah, that, that quality players will be paid a quality wage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in every other league. Right. Well, like every other league. The best players are going to get paid the biggest money. And coaches and general managers, regardless of what sport or what country they're in, will pay to the salary cap to get a winning team. Yeah. As close to it as they can without going over, if not going over. Mm-hmm. The wages won't be hurt. And if that's the case... If the PA thinks that that's what's going to happen, renegotiate the floor. Instead of having the floor at 4.6, make it at 5.3, make the salary cap at, and make it the, the floor at 5.5. So the teams only have $500,000 to play with. How close are we? I think we're almost done, guys. We're, I'm watching it. We uh, have minutes. one minute and oh, 27 okay. seconds. Okay. So... Anyhow, it, it has been an exciting radio show. I'm uh, uh, thank you guys both of you for uh, coming on and, and talking with Paul. I know you're both very emotional right now about what's going on in the season. Uh, me, I don't really don't give a fuck. I, I am, I'm so I'm so done with it right now. I'm just I don't care. Uh, if it happens, it happens. Uh, I'll watch football when it comes on. I'm a CFL fan to die for. If I got to wait three years for a game, then so be it. Um, this hang on what's going on here there we are this has been let's talk uh cfl podcast episode 488 i've been your host christopher jones with special guest paul mccallum former 
CFL All-Star Hall of Fame kicker with the BC Lions, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And uh, my two friends online right now, uh, Charles Cliff. Say goodnight, buddy. Goodnight, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll see where we go from here. Who knows? And uh, Will McDonald. Goodnight, everybody. I hate hate to tell you, everybody, if there's no CFL season this year, we're further and further away from having a franchise in Halifax. Go Schooners. Hey, put a, put a team in St. Louis. I, I, I'm I'm all over that. 